Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today, we're going to be talking about NFL player props, and I wanted to start by talking about betting mindset. What is your mindset when you see a prop betting line? Think about what your first reaction is. Then think about what the first reaction of other people is when they see that as well. Is it the same? If so, that should cause you to do a double take. Remember, sports betting is not an ATM. It's hard to win. And here's a great example. Lamar Jackson's rushing yards for this season. Without me even saying what the total is, chances are you would have taken the over. Of course he's going to run a ton this season. John Harbaugh even said Lamar Jackson will run a ton this season and you should take the over. Well, guess what? Vegas knows this as well. Adding on to this, last season, Lamar Jackson led quarterbacks with 695 yards rushing and he only started seven games. This year, his rushing total prop is 825 and a half. This seems like the no-brainer of the century. But here's the thing. I want you to think about where this could go wrong. For one, a running quarterback is more injury-prone. Injury-prone players are at more risk when betting the over. Second, the 825 and a half rushing yards would be the sixth most in NFL history for a quarterback. So by betting the over, you're expecting one of the best rushing seasons in NFL history. And third, other teams now have more tape on how to game plan against Lamar Jackson. You think they might want to keep him in the pocket and make him throw? While I'm not making a pick for or against Lamar Jackson, I do want you to think about this example when you're laying down your prop bet action. Have a sound mind and see all sides. Fantasy football drafts are starting, which means that player performance is on our mind. To give some insight on NFL player props, joining me is Brandon Dubray, former NFL writer and new host of the soon-to-launch Covers Prop Shop podcast. Brandon, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Rob. First off, can you give us a scoop on what the Covers Prop Shop podcast is? Yeah, so I'm really excited about this. It's a new project we're launching here at Covers. Um, like the name implies, it's the Prop Shop. We are going to do a weekly episode where we're only talking NFL player props, at least for the NFL season. We'll get into some other stuff post-NFL. But, you know, the reason behind this is, like, we're really excited about prop markets um, kind of, you know, really growing in the world. And, you know, the reason here is that you know, everyone's playing fantasy, right? People love fantasy. They love DFS. And these, this knowledge can just translate over to the betting markets. Um, as, as betting becomes bigger and bigger in the U.S., as it becomes more legalized, as more sports books are coming online, we're getting all these markets. Like, uh, for example, points bet in New Jersey. They love props. If you can get an account there, go and sign up. I mean, 
you're looking at dozens and dozens of props for each game. And, and they're, they're really a, they're a bit of an exploitable market, I think. So we're really excited about props. Covers Prop Shop will probably be launching next week. And um, hope you tune in. And that's actually the first thing that I want to talk about is the opportunity in the props market because traditionally we're used to saying, all right, I'm going to take the Panthers minus two and a half. So we're, we're doing the over, under, or the spread of the game. But now with the props, it feels like we have a little bit more control and with so many even casual bettors so invested in fantasy football where we know everything about these players I think to myself, you know what? I feel like I have more control over saying, hypothetically speaking, DJ Moore is going to have over 86 and a half yards receiving today than I do the Panthers minus two and a half. So can you dig a little bit more about why this is a good opportunity? Yeah, well, like I said, it, it really appeals to kind of people who are just getting into sports betting because of that fantasy knowledge. Uh, you know, there's so many millions of people who are playing fantasy. You're doing your research every week at all these different fantasy sites. You're looking at who you want to start, who you want to sit. And, and this knowledge translates directly to the, uh, the uh, player prop market at Sportsbook. So, you know, if you love a wide receiver three on, say, the Patriots because he's going up against a weak slot corner or something similar, uh, you know, go grab the over on his total yards and uh, make yourself some money. Another reason we love these markets is that, you know, these sports books, as they put more and more markets out there, and we're talking about player prop markets, you know, they can't focus all of their attention on these, right? They're really focused on the spreads. They're really focused on the totals. Um, and these kind of, these player prop markets can often be a little bit overlooked. And so there's some good numbers out there for the picking. Yeah, when looking at the numbers there, I would have to imagine that you're going to see fewer errors on a Panthers minus two and a half as opposed to a Curtis Samuel over or under on the yards total, just because the, the units that we're working with is such smaller or larger. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I want to give a shout out to Ed Miller and Matt Davidaw with their book, The Logic of Sports Betting, which I think is a must read for anybody out there. Um, but they really point out that an NFL uh, kind of a Sunday closing number is probably one of the sharpest numbers in all sports betting. It's been bet into so many times by so many people that you're not getting a lot of good value there. Player props, on the other hand, are an under bet market and not a lot of sharp money going in there. Uh, not yet. Anyway, we're going to start seeing more and more. But for now, there's still some value in these player prop markets. And I actually just started reading that book yesterday, and I do recommend it. So let's get to some specific player props that you like. I'll let you kick this off. All right. Uh, I'm here to talk about a couple of rookies. Uh, one of them, lead running back, who I think is going to be the lead running back and a feature back in your hometown of Chicago, and that's Bears rookie David Montgomery. Um, right now, his, uh, his total rushing yards is set at 765.5. I think this number is way too low. Look, they traded up to get this guy to be their feature back. They shipped Jordan Howard out of town. Um, this guy's a bit of a beast. He led the NCAA in most broken tackles last season, which is just an awesome stat. I mean, he's replacing Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard had 250 rushes last year. Uh, and those only went for 9.35 yards. Now, um, you know, Mike Davis is also in town. People are going to argue that. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, like I said, there's 250 uh, carries here to be replaced from Jordan Howard. 
If Montgomery even gets 200 of these, I think we're looking at an easy over 765.5. Uh, Montgomery went for 4.7 yards per carry in college. I expect him to do something very similar this year. And I'm just loving the over on this play. So when you say the word easy, nothing in sports betting is ever easy. I can completely see the narrative here being in Chicago. You're like, oh, he'll take over for Jordan Howard, who took over for Langford from like two years ago, who also had the success. So you can see the lineage. And mm. sometimes when things are too easy, a little red flag goes off in my head to say, look at this again. But I do agree. I love me some David Montgomery. I actually had him on my college fantasy team uh, the two previous years. So I know what kind of workhorse back this guy can be. So let's move to your next one, your next rookie. Next one is a guy I'm very excited to watch play, and that's uh, number one pick, Kyler Murray. Uh, so here I'm looking uh, for the first bet. I'm going to give a little bonus one at the end of my blurb, but for the first is uh, his passing yards total. It's right now set at 3,285.5, so 32.85 and a half. Now, um, I love this bet. This is a really, really low number. Uh, put this into, into perspective, 19 quarterbacks last year, through for more than 3,285 yards. So you're only looking at Kyler Murray to be an average passer, and we're going to win this bet. Now, it's all about Cl uh, Cliff Kingsbury, right? So he's got this offense called the Air Raid. If you don't know anything about it, it's extremely quarterback-friendly and it's pass-heavy. It's all about quick hits and quick releases, and these are things that Kyler Murray does very, very, very well. Uh, Kingsbury is also talking about implementing a lot of plays that Murray ran at Oklahoma, which is a great sign. Uh, he had a great debut, uh, six for seven. I expect a lot of similar uh, kind of stat lines like this where he's just completing a lot of passes and they're high percentage throws. One more thing to keep in mind here. He's playing in a division where uh, I think we're going to see a lot of high scoring games. You know, you got the Rams. We know they're a great offense. The Niners are going to be a much improved offense. And I think Seattle is even going to put up a few points this year. And they're definitely going to put up points against a very poor Arizona defense. What does that mean? We're talking garbage time points. Garbage time points, it's not great for the Cardinals in the win thing, but we don't care. Same thing in fantasy, yards are yards, points are points. And I, I really think he's gonna go over 3,285 yards. I'd actually bet this up towards 3,700 yards. All right, so you mentioned that the average quarterback is all he would have to be. But here's the thing, he is a rookie and the Cardinals offensive line is garbage. So in both of those instances, he does not have average capability around him. And I'm sort of saying this because everyone wants to believe the narrative of why Kyler Murray is going to be good. And you can certainly see all of the opportunities there, but I at least want to bring the other side of this for why might it not happen. Yeah, and you should, and that's why we're here to talk. But uh, I got one rebuttal towards that, and that is Cliff Klingsbury is used to not having good linemen. Uh, he, I think, in his entire tenure at Texas Tech, only had one offensive lineman drafted to the NFL. Um, so he's used to this. He knows how to work around it. And I think that's kind of already built into the foundation of his kind of offensive scheme. So I think he's going to find ways to, you know, move around Kyler. Uh, like I said, quick hits. Uh, things that, you know, he doesn't need a lot of time in the pocket, so he's going to work around that. I did tell you that I would give you one more pick here, and that's if you're agreeing with what I say, just go bet him now for Rookie of the Year. It's available at plus 200. If he has any kind of year like what I'm talking about, he's probably a shoe in here. So 
Uh, still some value. It's only plus 200, but I still like it. All right, moving over to me. I've got two of them. And my mindset when I think about player props is volatility. I want someone who's coming off uh, a very good year or someone who is coming off a very poor year or something where there's high uh, volatility, uh, volatility on the expected outcome. Number one, Le'Veon Bell under 1,125 and a half rushing yards. Being a Steelers fan, I've watched every single snap of Le'Veon Bell's career. He is incredible. He was the best running back in football when he played. But here's the thing. The Steelers' offense was phenomenal, and so was their offensive line. Uh, I'm also aware that Le'Veon Bell is very injury-prone. Only once in his career has he played in all 16 games. So now that he's on the Jets, what's he working with? Pro Football Focus ranked the Jets' offensive line 28th in the NFL. His running style is one of patience. That could be tough sledding if the line is porous. Also, the Jets, they're kind of trash. They're going to have to pass more late than run the ball often because they are going to be down. Sure, Le'Veon Bell is going to be more involved, but I can see that on more of an overall basis in touches and less rushing. And last... Adam Gase's offenses as a head coach in terms of rushing attempts the last three years, 18th, 32nd, 25. So none of the signals that I see around here say that Le'Veon Bell is someone who is going to be just getting the rock all of the time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you for the most part. Uh, not a strong uh, not a strong kind of feel on this one, but I do lean to the under as well. A um, couple other reasons on my end. You already mentioned Gase, and I think that's a good point. Um, and just something to bring up in the general uh, scheme of things is you really want to look at you know new coaches and new systems and, and what they're going to bring to the offense when you're looking at, especially these season-long kind of player props. Uh, you mentioned the rushing attempts for Gase. You know, I'll add on to that that only once in six years as a head coach coordinator has Adam Gase had a running back who ran for more than uh, what Le'Veon Bell's total is at 1,125.5 yards. Um, and that was Jay Ajayi in, in 2016. Now, um, you know, he's – Adam Gase is a pass-first uh, guy, right? And, and Sam Darnold, he is their priority there. So I think um, – I really think there's going to be a lot of passes. Like you said, they're not going to be a great team, probably playing from behind a lot. I think if you want to look at one thing, it'd be kind of uh, Le'Veon Bell's receiving yards. I would look more towards that than, his, uh, than taking the over, at least, on his rushing yards. All right, the next one for me, Matthew Stafford over 4,000.5 yards passing. This is absolutely gross. Who wants to be part of this? But actually, that's what I love about this because he's coming off the worst season of his career, the first time he has played a full season and did not throw for 4,000 yards. So for me, I see a bounce-back candidate. Plus, the Lions, they're likely to be down often, so they're going to need to be passing a ton. And remember, back in 2011, Matthew Stafford threw for over 5,000 yards. So we know when it comes to slinging the ball that there is a very big opportunity for Matthew Stafford. So because of all of this, I like his over because I like feeling I'm okay with being uncomfortable, being unco I'm comfortable being uncomfortable in this situation. Yeah, this is another tough one for me. I'm really on the fence here. The total does look low, um, but kind of like what you said earlier, it's one of those things where, wait a second, 
this is only 4,000 yards, you know, let's easy, easy over, right? Well, no, let's dig in a little bit. Now, the, the reason I would lean to the under here is because of the change in offensive coordinator. So it was Jim Bob Cooter before, best name in sports, by the way, who, who had been there since 2015. And he was generally really good for Matt Stafford, right? They were pass heavy, Stafford had a ton of attempts, and, and, and he's a, you know, he's a pass first offensive coordinator. Now, replacing him is Darren Bevel. This guy was handpicked by Patricia to install his kind of run-first philosophy where, you know, Patricia's a defensive guy. He doesn't want his offense going three and out every time and his defense being on the field all the time. He wants to establish the run, right? Bevel was most recently in Seattle where he was also mostly a run-first play caller. So I think we're going to see a big transition here in Detroit. You know, Lions fans are used to this pass-heavy offense, but I think it's going to be the opposite this year. That being said, I really do like what you said about the Lions are going to be playing from behind a lot. I think they're just going to get smacked around in that division. The Bears are going to crush them. Uh, Minnesota is going to be a bounce back year. I think they're going to crush them. And I think Green Bay is going to be good too with LaFleur. So they could be playing from behind a lot. And again, much like Kyler Murray, could be a lot of garbage time yards there. So yeah, I'm, I'm basically, uh, I can see both arguments here. And for that reason, I'm just going to stay away. Brandon, I am so excited for the NFL season, especially on the prayer prop side of things. So where can everybody connect with you? So, of course, I'm on Twitter at CoversBD. Uh, like I said, look out next week. We will be launching this new podcast called The Covers Prop Shop. I'm the host. I'll have a couple of our kind of senior NFL writers joining me. Uh, we look to get division previews done. Uh, we're looking to get eight episodes launched before the season starts. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of preseason content for you. After that, we're going to be digging in on Fridays. We're going to be digging into the, the hottest players of the week. We're going to be giving our best bets. And we're also going to be looking at the Sunday night football and the Monday night football games. So you can get your primetime bets in. And I want to hear from you. What are some of your favorite NFL player prop bets? You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy and make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community and also make sure to tag covers. And here's the next thing you hear often. Hey, we want you to subscribe, rate and review for our podcast. But you know what? It really helps us. And here's what I want to do to help incentivize you. If you give us a rating and review on iTunes, we will give you a shout out on the podcast because we want to show you love for showing us love. So if you do it, we would greatly appreciate it. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book is on the devil, hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.